Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. And you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and of course relationships, and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So, men... If you are looking for more love, vitality, and inspiration, then maybe you need a secret weapon to transform conversations and dynamics into connection, affection, and passion. On today's show, Man Alive, we're going to find out how to create a clear and unique path for men to have true success and incredible love and sex. And to lead this discussion, we're so excited to introduce our guest, Shana James. Shana has coached over a thousand men in the past 15 years, helping them to become more personally inspired and fulfilled. Referred to by men as a secret weapon. Uh-huh, secret weapon. <laughs> Shana helps cut through distraction and provide direct access to men's confidence, power, and clarity. Welcome, Shana. We're so glad you could be here with us. Thank you. It's so great to be here. This is going to be a fun show. We do so many shows about women and couples, and this one's all about guys. Well, that's and good. Men. Guys kind of get the shaft sometimes. Oh, well. I mean, you guys, know. guys have a shaft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> right. They have a shaft, and then they just don't actually get a lot of attention sometimes. So, well, she I like l- that we're doing this. Let's I've start l- by talking about your business, your coaching business. Now, you made a business out of coaching men. Tell us why you specialize in men's issues. Mm, that's a great question because I, I originally thought I was going to work with women and was doing a master's in psychology and writing a you know dissertation on working with women and then I started doing some coaching with men um, some friends of mine and I were in this intentional community and we were being really honest with each other about our upset about our attraction you know about everything and we just committed to staying and cleaning up the mess, whatever messes we made and, you know, giving each other really honest reflection. Like in this moment, I feel really drawn to you and attracted to you. In this moment, I feel, you know, disgusted by you (laughs) or all of those things. And um, we ended up turning it into a workshop for men to get honest and loving feedback from women. And I mean, it, it just started pulling at my heart when I got to see behind the kind of mask or facade, you know, that a lot of men can think they have to wear in the world and really getting to to see the vulnerability and the desire and the frustration. And somehow I, um, I really started realizing that it was my calling to work with men. It's got to be a challenge taking a man who's, you know, over time, we've been told we got to be macho, we got to be the breadwinner for the family, we have to go out and work, and obviously society is changing mm-hmm. now, but to sit in front of a woman 
and be taught how to be a better lover, a better husband, a better, better person, man. a better man. I mean, I would love it, but I'm sh- I know a bunch of guys that I play baseball with who, you know, if their wives try telling them something, they're like, don't tell me what to do. You know, I'm a guy. I know what yeah. I have to do, right? Yeah. And, and so do you ever get any discrimination, the fact that you're a female coach for men? Does, do some men say well, I prefer if you're male? I mean, I think those men would go to a man a male coach, right? So I think the men who come to me are actually really curious about my, you know, my truth, my reflection as a woman. And your right? perspective, and, right? And my perspective, right? I can translate, you know, women speak. And I can say, hey, as we're having this conversation, you know, this is the moment where you lost my trust. Or this is the moment where I started pulling away, you know, not to say that I'm speaking for all women all the time, but to have that moment to moment reflection of here's what the impact of your words and your actions and your way of being is, is, you know, it's pretty priceless. Absolutely. And you can also put yourself in, you know, the, the woman who they should be in front of saying, really? You said that to her? Really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you yeah, an idiot? I did, yeah. I mean, I did practice. I did a kind of practice role play with a guy, a uh, client yesterday. And he, we started with just with the question of him asking me, how was your day? Because I said, you know, that's a really great question. If you're single and you're meeting women, you know, you don't need some kind of crazy question. Just how was your day? You know, is a really great entry point. And I said, you know, my day's going well, but I had a really intense time with my son this weekend. And he came back with, oh, yeah, you know, I've raised kids and something like, well, do you have another kid you could you could put your kid with? Because if so, you know, that's what I used to do. And and I I said, no, I don't have another kid. And he was like, oh, well, you know, you look like a strong woman. You'll figure it out or something. And I was like, really? Okay. This guy needed coaching. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So basically I said, you know, it feels to me like you just, you know, it was just kind of a slap in the face or it, it, I get that your intention was good, right? That you really wanted me to know that I seem like I have the capacity and I can do this, but I didn't feel you with me at all, right? It was like the the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Mm-hmm. There was a kind of trying to solve the problem versus looking into my eyes and saying, wow, that sounds hard. You know, what what's the hardest part about it for you? Is that the empathy and, and compassion that they need to learn exactly. how to show, to express? Not that he doesn't have exactly. it, but he doesn't know how to express it. Yes. Yes. And that's, you know, with your show and talking about sex, I mean, that's often the doorway into a woman starting to feel her body open because her heart is being seen or understood or tended to. She starts to relax. Right. And then, oh, now I can start to feel turned on and excited. Mm, I don't know if, if, if we were in front of if I was in front of you and you were telling me, wow, you had a weekend and, you know, you're with your son. My question to you would have been, so what was the best part of your weekend with your son? Hmm. Which actually, can I be honest? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Some part of me, some part of me wanted to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, well, if I had said, oh, I had a weekend with my son and you said, what was the best part about it? I would have said, oh, you know, that makes sense. But if I said I just had a really hard weekend with my son and you went to, well, what was the best part about it? I would have felt like, 
You're trying to get me back to happy. Yeah, Ah, interesting. Yeah, and my but I am that type of person. But then you, you are to, that type of right. But you're supposed to first uh, recognize that you're not happy at this moment and recognize that, and then move on to the next. Yeah, it's like okay, if my personal belief is that intimacy and spark and you know attraction and all of that can be it can be really really powerful from whatever state we're in, right? If we're in a state of sadness or anger or Um, You know, that it doesn't have to just come from happy and we don't have to live in happy all the time. And I think sometimes men can be uncomfortable with women's emotions. And so it's like, well, if I get her to happy, then we can be connected and then we can have Uh great sex. Uh And so, right, if you can actually meet a woman where she is like, oh, it seems like that was, you know, frustrating for you. What happened? Mm -hmm. Eventually, I think usually we make our way back to, oh, I feel understood. I can relax. I can, you know, I can feel happier. No, that's that but is actually a very, very good point. And you know, I also I read on your website that you say that nothing is too raw, too bold, or too vulnerable to bring to you. You know, to talk mm. about in your sessions. Can yeah. you tell us one of the most like challenging men that you've worked with, and maybe share a story without revealing any names, but share something that could give us an explanation of what to expect in a session of yours, or some of the issues you dealt with. Yeah, that's great. I mean, in some ways, I would say. I don't have challenging sessions in that men challenge me because they choose to work with me, right? And I and I only work with men who are really choosing it. But, you know, men have told me fantasies that they've never told anyone else or shame, you know, the, the shame that they carry around sex, around their performance, around their body, around things that they've done in their lives. And they're they're still carrying that around so that every interaction they have, whether it's with a woman if they're, you know, romantic with women or with a man if they're romantic with men, it's still there in the field, right? And there's still either anger or resentment or embarrassment and shame. And so oftentimes I get to to love men through that so that they can have the freedom and the confidence, you know, have the connections and the sex they want. And that's a very good way to resolve things when you are um, learning about what you've been carrying. Maybe they didn't even know they were carrying those resentments and uh-huh. you pointed them out and it's a good way to, to release and relieve them, I guess, right? Yeah, especially, you know, when men are single, if women aren't responding with a big yes, there's often something under the surface. You know, there's often this this kind of resentment or frustration with women or it hasn't gone the way I've wanted, you know, I have and gotten what I wanted or some men who have been in long-term I often work with men who've been married or in long-term relationships that are starting over and there are these patterns and ways that they've taken on that have kind of twisted themselves into someone else's expectations you know or someone else's desires and so it's really helping men come back to what do you really want what's important to you what's meaningful for you what's hot for you and Let's figure that out. We talk about that so often where society puts everybody in this box as to women Mm -hmm. need to be this, men need to be that, marriage needs to be this, family needs to be that. And you do do it for so many years and then you come out of it 
you know, 20, 25 years later, the world has changed. And, yep. and you know, we always say you don't know what you don't know. And unfortunately, so many people go to porn to get education, which is really not education. <laughs> right. It's entertainment. And that's why mm-hmm. people like yourself and all the other guests that come on our show are so critical to people to find out about what's true and what's real. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you, you know, for doing what you do too, and for letting people see what's real instead of what you said, what's what's entertainment. Well, opening up that dialogue is so important, and that's how we get our message out. But just getting it started and and thinking of things in a different way, which is kind of what you're doing with your clients, getting them to rethink those ideas and and figure out why they're not getting what they're actually want in their lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, exactly. I, I, one Sorry. second. And how hard is it to sit in front of someone and say, you know, the world world has changed you have to look at things differently and have you thought about this I know you spoke about fantasies but are, are the men actually receptive to changing versus you know being in that monogamous relationship and having you know sex where you fuck it in the missionary position on your bed you do it once a month and everybody's happy do, do, do men actually get the fact that that's not what great sex and a good sex life I was is about say, right everybody's happy actually, <laughs> is anybody happy yeah exactly <laughs> Well, there's yeah, thought that they're supposed to be happy about that. Right. I think men are really starting to get it. And I think, you know, now that as I'm getting older, I'm working with men who are, you know, in their 40s, 50s and 60s, and they're starting to have the experience of, wow, I'm not, you know, I don't have the same amount of testosterone I used to have. So I'm not getting turned on in the same ways. And a lot of men are kind of surprised and confused and ashamed. And, and often when we get into it, I find that men, and I'm, you know, curious about your perspective too, but I I find that men are starting to need more of an emotional connection as they get older. And it starts to show up in the bedroom first if that emotional Mm -hmm. connection isn't Mm -hmm. happening, right? Like, oh, I, I suddenly can't get an erection anymore, or I'm not lasting as long anymore, or I'm not feeling as turned on. And often it's that the connection between the couple or even if it's a a first date or a long-term relationship that it's actually not, you know, it's not as intimate and emotional. It's so great that you said that because we just uh, watched Book Club and um, it's an amazing movie and it's all about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, four older women who um, have a a book club and they go through the Fifty Shades of Grey series and it gets into their um, relationships and their their daily lives and all this stuff. And they actually deal with uh, one of the couples who are together. There's only one couple who are together. And she, um, on purpose, puts, you know, two Viagras into his beer. He drinks it. And, you know, the whole movie, you see that he's not he's not emotional. He's not aroused. He's not excited. She pops two Viagras into his beer, and all of a sudden, he's walking around with an erection. And we all know that Viagra only works when you're excited. So, yes, you know, as men get older, that arousal and excitement is super important, even if you have to take these performance-enhancing pills Mm -hmm. and drugs to help you maintain erection. But just by taking a pill, you don't get an erection. (laughs) 
That's right. okay. Everybody thinks you do. And when they perpetuate it on a huge, big screen movie like this, it's kind of annoying a little bit. Yeah, we, we said yeah. that's a big oops. I yeah. mean, I mean, he gets pulled over it's by funny. a cop and yeah. he gets taken out of his car and then he walks into a wall and his cock hits the wall. And it's yeah. like, yes, it's funny. Yeah, yeah it's funny. But exactly. the guy is not aroused. He's totally turned off with sex. So it, w- it was a bad message that came out there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Now, yeah. besides you doing your coaching, you also have a very popular podcast called Man Alive. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your goals of your podcast and the types of guests that you have on your show? Yeah, Man Alive was, you know, I created it for men and with this idea that, you know, whether you are looking for, whether you're satisfied with your life or you're wanting to make change, right? there's always more, there's always more aliveness possible. And so for some men, it's, okay, I am having the love I want, but I don't have the sex life I want. For some men, it's, I have a really successful career, but I don't have the love I want, you know, or for, there's just all these combinations. And I find that men can tend to get this cultural message of, well, you should be grateful, right? You should be grateful for what you have and you shouldn't try to get more because that would make you selfish. And the idea with Man Alive is really that, you know, you can have it all. We can't have it all in every moment, right? But that that you can have success, you can have love, you can have really passionate sex life. And so the guests I bring on are talking about all of these topics, you know, from leadership and finances to um, mental health and, you know, sex, fantasies, how to ask for what you want, that whole range. But it's, it's so... Um write what you are saying and what you are talking about because our tagline isn't just a tagline it's you know spice up your sex life and live happy healthy and horny and they uh-huh. all go they all go together you you yeah. have to be happy to be healthy because you want to eat well and do all that stuff and exercise and when you're happy and healthy then you can be horny you can't just be horny and have great sex if you're not taking care of yourself and your job isn't good and your family isn't good and nothing's going right in your life so yes you have to work on those three things and you don't necessarily like you said do them all at the same time but in every moment not in every moment but in your your life everything has to be moving in the same direction now one of those episodes that i saw on your uh, podcast you talked with jim benson about being sexually integrated and i thought that Mm -hmm. was very interesting what would be one of the takeaways from that particular episode well one of the takeaways is that there are these four archetypes and that it, it, that being sexually integrated is not about trying to you know get to 100% or to be able to express fully every archetype or every way but that there's a unique each each of us has a unique sexual style and each of us has unique wounds or patterns that we bring to the table you know that that keep us from feeling free or from feeling confident and powerful. And so part of what I loved about that episode with Jim was his humility and willingness to, you know, admit, hey, this is this is the archetype I am. And so here are some of the practices I do to, um, I think he was talking about being kind of a, a flow boy. And so he has some practices in his life to actually strengthen his commitments or his willingness to, um, to be more serious, you know, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Part of what I love about, you know, the men I've worked with is that I really find that every man has a kind of 
superpower or a style. And, you know, and I look at it as like, if you're trying to use some other man's lines, if you're looking for, what do I say? (laughs) That it's, it's like a tall, thin man wearing a short, wider man's pants. Right. Right. They don't look good on you (laughs) and they don't really work. So I like helping each man figure out, you know, Oh, is is do I lead with my humor? Do I lead? Am, am I more of a heart type? Am I more of a awe and curiosity type? Like that that men don't have to um, model someone else who isn't their style, but can find their own unique way. Right, Beautiful. I and, love that. And you know, we talk we talk to couples all the time, and you know, Carol and I are in a, a great loving relationship. We're swingers. We have been for 12 years. Um, our relationship, we are emotionally monogamous. Um, sexually, mm-hmm. we go out and play with other people. We work at our relationship. Relationships are hard work. And if, you know, any yeah. guys are out there listening and think they're just going to meet someone and everything's going to be great, it's just not true. You have yeah. to be yourself. You have to work at being yourself and being present in the moment and being connected with your person. And every day things change and you have to go with the flow. So, um, you know, we always say it's never too late to start again and you just have to keep working at these relationships because if you put the time and effort in you're gonna have a great relationship and if you are having difficulties and you need to speak to Shana then that's what you need to do you know that's all that's why it's great for people to know that there is help out there and yeah just a phone call or a session with you might actually alleviate a lot of their issues and it might just be a small thing they have to get over in order to have that great sex that great success yeah I really love helping men re-spark the intimacy. A lot of men who call me when we get into, all right, you know, what kind of conversations are you having with your partner around sex? Often men say, um, we're not. We're not, exactly. That's and the number I, one and answer, And I say, right? well, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a very yeah. common answer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, how come? And there's often a fear, well, if I ask her or him again I mean it doesn't have to be heterosexual but if I ask my partner what she or he likes what if I find out I'm doing something wrong Uh what if I find out I'm horrible in bed you know what if it confirms my worst fears yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna ask you to hang on for one second we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about threesomes in uh, two minutes we're gonna take a short commercial break we're gonna remind everybody this is the sexy lifestyle we are Carol and David and today we're chatting with the host of the man alive podcast Shana James and after this short commercial break we're gonna continue our discussion with Shana all about how it's okay for men to let out all that pent-up emotion and threesomes. Stay tuned. We're going to hear a quick commercial from our sponsor, the Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throws of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. 
It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code GREATSEX at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code GREATSEX. That's G-R-E-A-T-S-E-X at adamandeve.com. Are listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show send an email to ask at carol and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david and today we're chatting with the amazing shana james from the man alive podcast and now we're going to get a little bit into the emotional side of men but First, we're going to continue our discussion about what we were just talking about with Shana, which is talking about things about sex that you don't want to talk about. And let's bring about bring up threesomes because we talk about it all the time. And it's a little bit like almost bringing a sex toy into the bedroom. But, you know, so often we hear men who are saying... For years, I wanted to have a threesome with my wife, but I couldn't bring it up. And I listened to mm-hmm. your show, and finally I brought it up. And I brought it up to my wife, and my wife said, Oh, my God, for years I've been wanting to have a threesome, but I didn't want to bring it up with you because I thought you'd <laughs> oh, think wow. I was crazy. Yes, exactly. And all of a sudden... I thought you were going to say that she slapped <laughs> No, no, no. This is it's couples. It's amazing how many couples don't talk about it, but they both want the same yeah. thing. And yes, it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And it goes the same for sex toys. Uh, you know, May was Masturbation Month, and we talked to so many great guests about bringing toys into relationships and how important it is to, you know, know what's good for your body before you can tell someone else about it. But, yes. you know, women have this perception that men don't want women to play with toys and I can tell you that the hottest thing for me is watching Carol play with a toy and we were talking earlier about the womanizer you know when Carol and I fuck we have great sex she has a great orgasm most of the time she comes from you know oral sex and stimulating her clit and she has a great orgasm I come and then we're lying there and she's like okay give me the womanizer I need to come four or five more times and we get back into it and she's either sucking my cock or I'm sucking her tits and she's coming again and again. Or sometimes we're just lying there gently caressing each other and then popping them off just like that. Absolutely. <laughs> and then she has a coffee and she's, oh, I think I need another one. <laughs> but, you know, for me, just watching her pleasure herself, because, you know, a guy as he gets older, refractory periods are a little bit longer, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the session has to be over. It's about having that whole evening of great uh, sensuality, romance, and sexuality. So, you know, bringing... 
uh, toys in or having that discussion that you were talking about is just so important. And I can't tell you how many shows that we've had where we talk about communication and not just, babe, I want to have sex. It's the type of sex, where you want to have it, how you want to have it, what I like, what I don't like. And then we always talk about the replay, which is after you've had sex, what did you like? What didn't you like? Oh, I love that. The debrief, the replay. Uh I mean, one thing I was going to say, too, is that, you know, if you're a man listening, you may not like or feel comfortable watching your woman play with a toy yet, right? A lot of men tell me that they feel nervous that the toy is going to take over that the toy will be better than you know than he is and so I I love that you're providing the example right Mm -hmm. of look how amazing it can be and part of what I really stand for with couples is you don't have to uh, you don't have to pretend that something turns you on that doesn't to actually be open to trying and to experimenting. And, you know, you can, you can do a short experiment. Okay. Let's, let's try and play with this toy for five minutes and see how it goes and then do the debrief and see what would make it more comfortable for me, Mm -hmm. you know? And, And when couples are willing to say, Hey, that's not totally in my wheelhouse, but, but I'll try that if you want it or, that's a little too far for me, but I'd be open to trying this, you know, then there's a working together for each person to have their needs and desires and fantasies met. Right. And, and, I'll, and I'll reel it back in for a little bit. And it doesn't have to be with toys and it doesn't have to be with a, right. another person. It could be just in your own house, in your yes. own in your yes. own bedroom that, you know, maybe you're not comfortable um, eating her pussy on the kitchen counter and she's too high and it's not right. Okay, why don't we try it on the couch, which is a different position, uh-huh. and you're just getting out of the bedroom. And, you know, we, we're swingers, and we, we don't tell people you have to be swingers. We tell people right. you have to live your fantasies, you have to have these these discussions with each other about what you'd like to do, how you'd like to try it, what are you going to do to spice up your sex life, and mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like having your wife naked in high heels and fucking her in the living room. And the greatest thing right. about the debrief session, which you talked about, which we love to do, it gives each other permission to criticize without hurting feelings or whatever like I want to know your opinion on this and that and what you liked and what you didn't like about that session and when you have that permission and you have someone listening then you feel heard and it's really I love we love the debrief we actually debrief almost every time we have sex (laughs) well it's great because how else are you going to learn how else are you going to learn each other's bodies if you're not willing to say you know what here's what I really liked and and here's what didn't go that well right. for and me. And I might want to change next time. Yeah. And, yeah. and our favorites are foursomes and moresomes. So sometimes we come out of an orgy and we've been playing with five or six couples and that debrief can go on for hours. He's <laughs> <laughs> bragging yeah, you, all you hear that, better. right? He's bragging. <laughs> but you know, getting back to the emotional state of men, there's like so much stigma around men showing and expressing their emotions, which yeah. kind of seems a little bit unfair to with today's culture and female empowerment. Yeah. We need to find this happy balance because yeah. women are so good at Give, talking about their emotions and men are so bad at there has to be that happy medium yeah exactly I yeah. think men should be empowered equally to speak about, well, and, about yeah. what they feel and because this is a show where both men and women are listening I actually really believe that we as women have to learn that you know that sometimes for women and Carol you tell me if this is true but there's this kind of feeling of disgust or a feeling of my man isn't strong anymore if he shows emotions well that certainly and exists for me it doesn't because we're yeah very, no I'm gonna for say open-minded either, and we're listening to each other all the time 
exactly, exactly. I think that women have to actually learn that we need to make space for a man's emotions without, you know, putting him in a box or making it that that's all he is. I mean, you know, we're all human and we all feel a wide range of things. And the more we can actually have these vulnerable emotional conversations together, the closer we get versus a lot of couples end up 5, 10, 20 years down the road with so much stuff shoved under the carpet, they can't even see each other anymore. And there's, you know, thick layers of resentment. Mm -hmm. So I think the more we can actually welcome each other's vulnerability, you know, the less of that happens. And the more we talk about being honest with each other and letting those feelings out, whether you feel masculine or not, when you're saying those things, you have to do it because you're not being honest otherwise. Right. And I get to practice that with men. I mean, I feel like part of what I get to do in a way is is just love men. You know, I get mm-hmm. to love men for a living, which feels so beautiful. And so some of those conversations that they want to have and they come to me and they say, I have no idea how to say this or I feel way too vulnerable or showing this to my wife you know, the stakes are really high. Yeah. She might, what if, she, what if she leaves me if I show her this part? So the more they practice with me and the more they get a loving response, the safer it starts to feel, you know, as they, they build their own sense of, oh, I can have emotions and be mm-hmm. strong, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. then they get to bring it back to those relationships where it really matters. Yeah, and be strong. That was the key point that you said there. Have the emotions yeah. and still be strong. Men don't I'm know they can strong. do that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, some guys think or women think that sex once a month is good. Well, we know um, we did a show uh, about the sexless marriage. And if you don't have sex more than, what, 10 times a year, year, 10 times a year, you're in a sexless marriage. So saying I'm okay with sex once a month, it's, it's not okay. Sex is a very primal, very important part of relationships. And we always talk about women saying you know they want to have sex they want to have better sex and it's also okay for a guy to tell his partner his wife mm-hmm. that tell me what you want what what can we do together how can we make our sex life better not just saying i want to fuck you tonight I, you know we did, haven't had sex in three right. weeks you know and then she just becomes a she human masturbator turns, and she just turns it off turns it off he goes he yeah. comes inside her and they've had sex well that's not sex sex is about passion and, and emotion and uh, arousal so you know you have to talk to each other about what makes you feel good yeah. Yeah. And it is, you know, it's, it can be risky for a man to sit a woman down and say, Hey, you know, I, I really, I, I want to have more sex with you. I want to have a passionate sex life. And instead of complaining or being passive aggressive about it or saying, we don't have sex anymore, or just like, you know, bitching about it, right? There's gotta other. be, yeah, there's gotta be a way to come together and say vulnerably, I miss this part of us. You know, it, it used to be really beautiful. I feel scared. I'm not, I don't know how to make it happen again, but I really want it. And I want to be on the same team. I keep thinking of writing a book called Same Team Relationship, you know, where it seems like so many people and couples end up in this warring, you know, or opposite team. Like, well, if you get what you want, I'm not going to get what I want. But when you actually come from it, it seems like you two are really good at this, right? Like we're on the same team here. The more pleasure and joy and aliveness you have, 
the more I get to experience as well. And, well, and I certainly notice that when Dave and I are bickering, which we do as a normal couple, and I think about it, maybe I we wish we had makeup sex. <laughs> Carol doesn't believe in makeup sex, but if we had makeup sex, we would have sex eight times a day. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> we do not argue that much. But sometimes okay, there's when, some things to dive into. <laughs> no, what, sometimes when we are bickering at each other, nitpicking and just being a little bit annoyed at each other, I always you know, think back, when did we have sex last? And if it was more than two days ago, I go, okay, Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we need right now. Okay, come on and let's go have sex. But one of the yeah. things that I learned in our relationship, and we've been together 12 years, our anniversary is coming up, our five-year anniversary. Of being married. Of being married. <laughs> um, there's men and women react differently to sexual situations. And um, Carol explains it the best, the difference between being spontaneous and being being responsive and being responsive and Mm. you know just take a second well when it comes to arousal men are spontaneous and women are responsive and And most guys don't get that right most guys don't Mm. know that so when they're ready to go and they're got a hard on and they want to go and fuck it takes some time for a woman to respond to that right but they yeah when they say no i'm not ready for it right this minute doesn't mean i can't be ready for it but the guy kind of says well if you're not ready for now he takes it as a rejection we have a huge jug of coconut oil that i use to massage her and that gets her in the mood right so we just kind of yeah. find ways now we know that happens so we find ways where david's ready to go and he knows he's got to take those steps and there are several steps to get me aroused now that i'm 55 it doesn't come as quickly mm-hmm. for me either and mm-hmm. so he knows that and he doesn't get uh, upset or feel rejected by me saying well i'm not ready i don't feel like having sex right now he takes the extra effort and he finds a way well, to like, make me like I said it. earlier every relationships you have to work at mm-hmm. them right and there, it, it takes work it, it takes energy it and effort and in the end it's fantastic but it just you know you have to understand your partner and yeah I'm ready to go but it takes time it's just like an orgasm for a woman it takes her 20 minutes to come where for a guy sometimes it takes 20 seconds but you have to find that happy medium so it's good for your couple yeah, well, and I love that you're willing too, right? Instead of seeing it as, oh, shit, now I've got to do this, you know, work to get her aroused. It's like, ooh, how much fun could we have action, my love, my care for her in a way that you know, you know you're going to, I mean, not that you, you're always going to get it back, right? Well, or we you're know always it's worth the effort. But you're right, exactly. Yeah. You know it's worth the effort. And there are men who come to me who... They're so shut down or they've been so kind of, they feel so defeated that they think, well, I don't know if it's going to be worth the effort. But in that situation, I would say, you know, having a conversation about it first before like, ooh, I'm just going to try and massage her and see if I can get her to get turned on, right? If there's no context of, right, exactly, hey, honey, yes. I want to, yeah, I want us to have a really hot sex life. I know that it can take a little bit more time for you to get turned on. So I want to pleasure you. I want to, you know, do something that feels good for you Mm -hmm. and then see what happens from there. Certainly. Absolutely. So let's talk about the head, heart and body balance that impacts a man's attractiveness. Yeah, I love this one because, you know, in my earlier days of, of doing workshops with men, I often found that if we take let's take the head out of it for a moment it's like the heart and the body or the heart and the balls or the heart and the sex (laughs) right there's this um conflict often that men seem to have of well i can be really turned on but then i'm not in my heart or i can be really loving but then i'm not feeling very sexual and what i've found is that when 
men can turn up the dial on both of those, right? It's not like, oh, I should be 50% in my heart, 50% in my, you know, in my sex. It's like, we've got to turn the dial up on both of them. Or, you know, men who come to me who are identify as nice guys and they're kind and caring. They don't want to be an asshole. You know, I say you don't have to turn down the dial on your heart. You just have to turn up the dial on your sexuality, which often means helping them figure out what do you actually want, what turns you on, and then talking about the shame and the embarrassment or whatever's getting in the way of them just feeling amazing about their their sexual desires. So could you just give us an example? Here's Mr. Nice Guy comes to you and he's telling you what the issues are and you, you explain to him what you just said about uh, dialing it up. What kind of things yeah. could he do? What is the actual implication of that? Yeah, well, one thing I have men do is go and sit in a public place and watch women walk by and allow themselves to actually feel what they're feeling. Because a lot of men, and tell me, David, if this sounds familiar to you, but a lot of men think, well, I'm trying to be kind to women, so I shouldn't feel turned on. I shouldn't oh. feel attraction in my body. It's it, I'll offend her, mm. or it'll be kind of creepy to her. And they don't recognize that actually you can feel as much pleasure as you want in your body. You know, you can feel you, it, it's your own vitality. It's your own life energy pulsing through your body. So there's nothing offensive about it. There's nothing wrong with it then you get to choose what you do with it, mm-hmm. right? And how to interact in a respectful way with a woman. But I really start by having men start to expand how much they allow themselves to feel. So that's the and turning up the dial that you were referring to. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mm-hmm. love that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Now you took the head out of the earlier part of this conversation. Now what if we throw the head back, back in? in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's put it back in. So, you know, with the head part, I often work with men on turning their attention outward because a lot of women and men both, we've got a lot of attention on, is someone going to want me? Am I good enough? Am I hot enough? Am I beautiful enough? Am I strong enough? And then we're kind of having this, you know, dialogue with ourselves instead of a dialogue with the person in front of us. And so I help men start to be able to pay attention to oh, there's a woman in front of me. I wonder what's happening for her. And I I have three things I suggest. One is noticing. One is acknowledging or appreciating. And one is getting curious. And so when you start to take your attention off of the inner critic and those questions in your own head and turn it outward to see, oh, what what am I noticing in this woman? I don't have to actually... I don't have to know anything about why this is happening, but I just noticed that she winced. Or I just noticed that when she walked in the room, she had this smile on her face, right? There's no, I don't have to know why, Mm. but I could even just say that to her. Wow, you had this huge smile on your face when you just walked in the room, you know? Or you can turn it into an appreciation, you know? Wow, when I saw your smile, it totally made my day. Mm. Or there can be curiosity of, hey, I noticed you just walked in with this huge smile on your face. What happened? Right? And so all of these ways are ways to take the head or the mind from a kind of monkey mind or inner critic 
to actually using your mind to create connection. Well, I can see how I could apply that myself personally when we're in a situation. I'm very good as a, in a, a one-on-one or a small group, but as soon as mm-hmm. I get in front of a big crowd, I always do that inner discussion like you said. And so uh-huh. maybe I have to focus on uh, noticing things that are outside me instead of having that on my own discussion and, and maybe just focus yeah. on what David might be doing or thinking or what the next person over there is doing and thinking and getting myself yeah. away from that conversation. I think that's great advice. And, you know, in as, as speaking as a guy, and uh, I guess yeah. it's a little bit different for us being, you know, we're swingers and we're a lot more gregarious and out there and know how to approach people. But if I were to give one piece of advice to any guy out there, and you know, gyms are great places to meet people, and restaurants, and whatever, is just be nice. You know, if you if you are looking at a, a, a woman, whether you know she's single or not, and she smiles at you, it's just fine to say, you know what, you have a beautiful smile, and not expect right. anything else. Don't expect anything else, and just. Finish, sit down, and if she wants to talk to you, she will. And if she doesn't, Mm. she won't, and life goes on. But the nicer you are to people, the nicer people will will be to you. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing, actually, I have a lot of the men I work with do. If they're struggling to approach women or have conversations, I have them start going out and talking to everyone, you know, Mm -hmm. talk to the bus driver or the Lyft driver, talk to the person who makes your coffee, you know, just start to get curious about people and have these conversations with people where you start to realize, you know, most people are more friendly than we realize. And if someone's not, it's it's not personal. It doesn't mean that right. you're wrong or you're bad or you're not attractive enough. It's you know, it's usually just something's happening for for that person. They're having a shitty day for some reason or you know, they do. They've gotten hurt a lot in their lives and they have a lot of resentment, but mm-hmm. when you can start to actually see, oh, I can just talk to people and it can be natural and playful and interesting and even even really deep and meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had really meaningful conversations with people in the grocery store just spontaneously yeah. well, that's and, and your point your point about it being natural is so important don't force the conversation you can go and say you have a nice smile your hair looks great wow those are really nice running shoes and just stop don't don't say will you marry me the next the next line you know what i mean well i was just going to yeah. say that it, the human connection which is something that is lost these days with all of our tech and that's just one way of bringing it back and practicing talking to people you don't know is a good way of reconnecting with humanity yes I love that. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. Remind everybody, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. And today we're talking with the amazing Shana James from the Man Alive podcast. And after this quick commercial break, we are going to come back and start our sexy myth-busting game. So stay tuned. We have a quick word from our sponsor, Adam and Eve. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. 
Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code GREATSEX at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code GREATSEX. That's G-R-E-A-T-S-E-X at adamandeve.com. listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show this is the sexy lifestyle and we are carol and david and today we're talking with expert men's coach shana james from the man alive podcast and now it's time for some sexy myth busting all about men's sexual health each show, we invite our sexpert guests to bust a few sexy, fun myths to help us filter through some of the misinformation out there that we find on the internet, especially when it comes to the topic of sex and sexuality. All right. So, Shana, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Babe, you've gone first the last, like, 800 shows, so okay. I'm going to go first today. <laughs> it's a man show. It's all I'm good, honey. Take some I hear you, David. You want to go first. I'm <laughs> getting go empowered right first. now. You know, even when we have sex, she's like, okay, lie down. I want to be on top. I'm going to ride your cock. Today, I'm taking control. Okay. okay? I got it. Can't <laughs> wait. All right. All right. All right. Myth number one. Men can have sex or love, but not both. Yes, myth. What do you? I'm not sure how, how you want me to respond, but myth. I totally okay. believe that that's a myth, right? It's right. like, oh, a lot of men come to me and say, well, especially men who are divorced or have been in a long-term relationship, they start to feel like, oh, well, we could we could be friends, or you know, we could be partners, we can work really well together, but we can't have sex. So I could either have one night stands and have sex, or I can have a long-term relationship but not have you know and and not have that sex but have the love and you two are a great example <laughs> yes exactly you can keep it spicy and you can keep it alive and you can have both and not let it get dull that's the whole key also exactly and i know you right? help people but spice it up but we also want to make sure that you work on it so it doesn't get okay hun you could do the next one okay you can let me do the next one here's another well you have to tell us is it a myth or not and okay why? that's already here. <laughs> here we go <laughs> that's what we're doing. Okay. sorry we didn't send you the instructions first <laughs> <laughs> so women don't like sex as much as men do. Mm, I think that's a myth too. I mean, I work with a lot of women. Actually, I remember leading a workshop years ago where there was a woman and we, we started to nickname her Secret Orgasm because she actually had so much sexual energy, wanted sex. She was like, you know, I can be out in public and I can just, you know, be sitting there and I can have an orgasm, but I'm a, I'm afraid to talk about that huh. with men. That's interesting. Um, and I actually, it's interesting. I have a, a pretty high sex drive and I feel scared sometimes actually, like I'm too much. Or if I talk about the fact that I like sex or want sex, that men are going to think, you know, I'm a slut or we, we have, women have a lot of old conditioning where mm -hmm. we don't admit Absolutely. necessarily mm -hmm. how much we enjoy sex because we were really looked down on for Say that. Say yes to sex. 
when it's yes. safe absolutely okay well i think that's absolutely true too so yes women like sex as much as men for everybody out there who didn't get the takeaway and how about this one women don't want to engage in fantasies that their men have i think that's a myth too and you both mentioned that too you know that sometimes when you have men bring back to their partners oh here's something i want i want a threesome i want something else that often the women have said oh my gosh me too i just i didn't want to ask for it so one of the things that i find is that the conversation about fantasies can be a little bit tender and so what I find is that men can sometimes go in kind of fast. I mean, right, we could use this physically yeah. or just in having the conversation about a fantasy. And instead of checking it out and saying, hey, here's something I've been fantasizing about and I want to talk about it with you and I want to see, you know, which parts feel exciting to you, which parts feel comfortable, which parts are you open to or are there other things that you might like? Instead of having that conversation, it's more kind of dropping a bomb. Yeah. And so when men can learn to have more of that conversation where they engage a woman in their fantasies, it goes a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So many guys want to have anal sex. And I don't know if this is a myth, but guys, you know, they want to try it. They want to do their wife up the ass. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's some wives who want to do their guy up the ass, too. And we've had some discussions with the strap. And we've had some discussions as like, what's wrong with that? And Carol and I believe there's absolutely nothing. But most most guys will say, hey, I'm not gay. I don't take it up the ass. (sighs) But this is a couple thing. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. A, it's an interpretation, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know, pegging is, is, is so um, prevalent now in the couple industry. There's toys, you know, Alicia Sinclair and her B-Vibe line of products are super, super successful for couples and for men to try different things and to explore those fantasies within their couple. Well, I love that. And the, in, in your couple is a safe place, right? I mean, what I, I really believe that as long as everything is consensual, that any desire is okay. You Absolutely. know, like I, I, you said on my website, it's like, there's nothing too bold, too vulnerable, too raw. I mean, you know, I, I think it's actually a really, fantasies are a really beautiful place for men and women both to get certain needs met, whether it's that vulnerable, oh, I just want to be held, you know, all the way to I want to have this hot, crazy, wild experience where, you know, I turn into a primal animal, like both of those, that whole range, I think is so beautiful and powerful. And if you as a man are cutting yourself off from any of that, you know, you don't have to. Right, 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 right. Okay, I'm doing the next one. All right, go ahead. Because I'm going to say to start that this myth is a myth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. So. Ada's going to have to say why. The first part, A, is <laughs> lasting longer is better. Myth, right? Okay. Yeah. So you said you want me to say why. Yes. Because we already said it's a myth. Right. Sure. There can be times where I actually remember in a relationship years ago that I actually wanted longer because I felt like I was starting to open and I was starting to feel more pleasure and then it was over, right? Mm-hmm. So there are times that more time actually leads to more opening and more pleasure. But I think it's also really amazing for couples to say, hey, we're gonna lay down or we're gonna touch each other for three minutes before we go to work. Or you know, we're just gonna just play, we're gonna look into each other's eyes or we're gonna touch fingers or we're gonna touch our genitals or whatever it may be even for a really short amount of time without any pressure to orgasm, without any pressure to get to a certain spot, 
you know, that can actually really open up and re-spark someone's sex life. Absolutely. And before, you know, Netflix and all the streaming services came on where we watched TV and there was actual commercials, Carol and I used to have commercial sex, which was we'd watch a show, the commercial would come on, <laughs> she would start giving me head or doing whatever, but the commercial ends and you stop. And you oh, could, damn, so Netflix is a bummer now. Yeah. And it, it screws it all up. It's like, we don't have sex anymore because all we do is watch Netflix. <laughs> and between shows, you only have, what, 14 seconds yeah. now? But, but, but yeah, we used to do the, that. It was the, fun. The point I wanted to make, you know, if I masturbate, I can come in 30 seconds. If Carol takes some good coconut oil and starts stroking my cock, I can come in a minute. We can fuck for five or 10 minutes. And it's all good. It's whatever is good in that situation. Sometimes, yeah. you know, Carol has crazy, well, most of the time she has a whole bunch of stuff going through her head and she just wants to have raw sex. And we go, mm -hmm. we throw down our throws a passion blanket, we fuck, she comes, I come, and we go back. And, and maybe, we're, done. maybe yeah. we're done in five minutes. Yeah. And other times we have a nice long romantic evening where uh -huh. it's drawn out over hours. So And several sessions of sex. So it just depends. That's why it's not about mm -hmm. lasting longer. It's about having a great session that's good for both of you. I love that. Now, let's talk about size. Does size, size matter? Is it a the myth? The myth is, right, bigger <laughs> is better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that's a myth. And in my experience, I would say, you know, I've been with men of all different sizes and there's so much in the energy, right? When a man can actually have big energy and and be in that primal, strong, you know, I can take you and I've got you way, um, size really starts to matter a lot less. Right, mm -hmm. absolutely, I agree with mm -hmm. you. And too much is too much, no matter how you look at it. <laughs> right, <laughs> and we're all different, right? Every yes. woman has a different, you know, genital structure. Yeah. So I think it's actually also really great to recognize that you know, one size doesn't fit all. Absolutely. And that's why women have to know their own bodies and need to communicate with their partner what's good yeah. and where you're stimulating her clit and where you're doing things right or wrong and sometimes just changing a position doing a doggy style her getting on or top. angling it slightly different like dentamine says you you angle it slightly different to her right and it doesn't hit the cervix and therefore it's mm -hmm. much more pleasurable so just little things like that can make a whole lot of difference well right and even interesting there are people who talk about if you hit the cervix there's some kind of you know there's a special orgasm that can oh, happen there, there so you go. again yeah. you have to really every woman is different in the way her body's organized and for myself, I find it's different for me based on, you know, my hormonal composition, mm -hmm. different times of the month, right. different times of the day, you know. So that's why I think when, when I hear men saying, well, I should already know, this might be a myth, right? I, I'm not supposed to ask. I should already know. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. oh, my God, well, that that's a little bit insane because I don't even always know myself <laughs> to know what would feel good. So if you think you should know about me, then, you know, that's crazy. And, you know, uh, Carol is a big squirter, and I love when she squirts, but we found after she learned how to squirt almost by herself that when we mm -hmm. play with other couples, sometimes guys are, like, taken aback. So, you know, any women out there who are squirters, <laughs> just raise your hand, and before you start fucking someone or telling them... Give them a warning. Give them a warning, because <laughs> it gets wet. Not everybody likes it. You think some, like, they would, but not, it's not for every and guy. And sometimes guys just don't get it. They think it's pee, which it isn't, but... But right. girls, just say, you know, okay, we're going to start fucking. I just want to let you know You're I'm going to get wet. That's right. <laughs> right, right. This is going to happen. So mm -hmm. just a fair warning. So here's another myth. 
men shouldn't pry or ask questions that make a woman feel uncomfortable. That's another one I was thinking about the the client who I mentioned I was talking with yesterday and he said, you know, I don't want to pry. And I said, you know, I actually I had that for a long time. I I felt this discomfort, you know, if I was going to ask someone a question that seemed like it could go to a deep place, I felt like, is this okay? Or, you know, but I think that the older we get, the more I recognize that we're adults and we can actually, A, we can count that count on other people to actually say, if they don't want to answer a question, they don't have to answer a question, <laughs> right? True. We don't, we don't have to pre- figure out, you know, what question is this person going to be willing to ask? They can actually take care of themselves and say, oh, that's a that's a question that's more personal than I want to answer in this mm-hmm. moment, mm-hmm. right? And then the other thing we can do is um, pre-frame a question by saying, you know, this might seem really personal or this might be really personal for you. So, you know, you give take care of it or answer. Yeah. yeah, answer it in a way that feels comfortable for you. But here's what I'm really thinking, you know, I'd love to know, you know, thinking about the conversation I have with this man, like, well, maybe this seems seems really vulnerable to say, but what was the hardest part about your weekend with your son? Mm -hmm. You know, that way somebody knows, oh, I I have a good intention here. I'm not just asking to try to have you, you know, bear your soul in some way that actually isn't safe. I'm asking because I, I care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I great. think that's great. All right. I get the last myth. You okay, ready, go Shana? for it. Yes. Okay, I'm going to let both of you answer this one. Okay. Oh, good. As a man, I should know what a woman likes, wants, and asking makes me look weak or unmanly. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was referring to before. I think it's insane that a man <laughs> thinks he should know what a woman wants, you know? And I think, right, the the asking you can ask in a way that might be a little bit more um weak or passive or hesitant or like uh is this okay with you right that's really different than saying what is going to turn you on right now right i want to know you i want to understand you versus is this okay with you Uh uh-huh you're absolutely right. And that's the kind of thing, I guess, your coach, uh, your men, clients, and tell them how to speak and how to speak with confidence, which I found that yeah. that's the difference, right? One was with confidence and one was without confidence. Just be yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, and then we have to go back into some of the old shame or some of the old patterns that have them not feel confident, mm-hmm. right? Or... Um, that have them doubt themselves and think that they need to apologize or need to be, explain. yeah, explain, right? Their, their reasoning or whatever it is. And often, this might sound kind of bizarre, but it often goes back to relationship with mom or relationship with, you know, first girlfriends or thing, patterns that got set a long time ago. Yeah, absolutely. We agree. All right, Shana, that was absolutely amazing. Your myth-busting skills are impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you told me every time these are myths. And <laughs> no, they're, they're, it's more of the why is this a right. myth. <laughs> you did great. <laughs> absolutely. All right, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're talking with the amazing and sexy Shana James from the Man Alive podcast. Coming up next is our favorite segment great sex matters so stay tuned we'll be right back after this 
This portion of the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is sponsored by Naughty in New Orleans, July 25 to 29, 2018. Naughty in New Orleans is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world. With over a thousand couples, this event is not only a full takeover of one of the French Quarter's biggest hotels, it takes over Bourbon Street too. So join us for a five-day, four-night hotel takeover alternative lifestyle convention. It's a gathering of open-minded couples who are all interested in exploring their sexuality while visiting New Orleans, one of the sexiest cities in the world. And we're gonna be there as the reigning queen and king of New Orleans, Nadia New Orleans. And we get to lead that amazing parade down Bourbon Street and around the French Quarter and throwing out those gazillion beads. So come join us. Um, The event's coming up real soon. So check out our website for all the details. That's the sexylifestyle.com travel and events page. You are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're talking with expert men's coach Shana James from the Man Alive podcast. And now for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. And you know, David, I've said this more than once, but I think it seems appropriate now for this part of our discussion. Everybody wants to be loved, and everybody wants to be a great lover. Shana, what is the skill that can put a man in the best lover in the world category? <laughs> right, the best lover in the world. I remember that was from one of the, one of the podcasts. Um, you know, I think one of the, the, the skill that can put a man in the best lover in the world category is a man's ability to attune to a woman, right? Now, this doesn't mean that he shouldn't ask if he's doubting or questioning or if a woman's not expressing or showing, you know, her likes and dislikes, but the ability to actually put your hands on a woman and actually feel through your own hands the pleasure or the, you know, the rise or fall and energy to be able to watch her face and her body and her breath and to really get a sense of, oh, this is where she is. This is this is what she's feeling. And the ability to feel it in your own body. I mean, I think of it sometimes like that old game patty cake where you have to pat your head and yeah. rub your stomach oh, okay. and it's really confusing to do it at the same time. Yeah. And a man's ability to actually feel his own body and then to feel a woman's body and be able to create this you know rising cycle of I feel you you feel me now we're both feeling more pleasure and I'm aware of how to kind of take you up on this ride and take you down on this ride I think that makes an incredible lover I think that's an amazing skill also so we're not talking about mind reading here it's not that you should know how and what to do but it's by doing and and getting that feeling and it's a back and forth so that you're the more you do that and the more you understand and then she's getting more pleasure so you do it more and it's the feeling not the knowledge or the reading the mind 
I love that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. Which means you've got to be able to not only think and intellectualize, but you've got to be able to start to feel, you know, I often have my clients feel their feet and start to feel and sense their body and be able to, to be more aware of their physicality. And sometimes it seems like this weird woo-woo thing, like, why are you having me feel my knees? You know, <laughs> why are you having me feel my arms? But, you know, I, and then I bring it back to sex and I say, you know, if you're feeling... 10% of your capacity to actually feel sensation in your body, that's as much pleasure as you get to have. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're feeling 100% of your capacity to feel your body, and who knows if there's ever a limit, right? But that's as much pleasure as you get to have. And that's all, and we want that, the more the merrier, obviously. So it's not mm-hmm. about reading minds, it's about reading the situation yeah. and acting yeah. upon it. I think that's wonderful. All right, so Shana, let's let's talk a second about you know smart and successful men. We know that if you're smart and you're successful, it doesn't mean that you're a great lover. So how do you convert right. you know men who have success in the boardroom into success in the bedroom? That's a fantastic question. One of the things that I think, I mean, we're we're finding that leadership is becoming more and more collaborative, right? And so a lot of leaders actually do have a lot of attention on other people and, you know, giving people voice and really listening to others' opinions. But, you know, one of the kind of old paradigms of leadership is that when you're leading, you're the one who's calling the shots and you're, you know, you're, you're, it's your opinion and your your wisdom that matters and your experience that matters. And so sometimes there's a shift for men to make where it's like, oh, well, I get respected and admired at work for knowing things, right? For for being smart and for having the answers. And then coming home to a woman, it's often a little bit more about what we just talked about, like the the ability to actually connect and feel each other's hearts and be vulnerable together and not have to know, but to feel the care for each other where we're willing to explore, right? Like what's gonna be good for you? What's gonna be good for me? Versus I come in as more of an authority, which can work in the workplace. No, I think that's amazing. And the um, the difference, of course, being the the leader and the one that has all the answers. And then when a man comes home, very, the old stigma was that he was supposed to be the leader of the family and the one right. with all the answers. So that kind of used to be a connection that you could, mm-hmm. could parallel them. And today we understand that that's not a parallel. These two things are actually separate. Right. And it doesn't mean that a man can't lead or have the answers sometimes, right? This is, I, I I always see it it's about choice never about now here's a new way you're supposed to be or here's a new role you're supposed to take on or you know because that just puts us in box after box after box to be able to lead from many different places right you know one way of leading is to have the answers another way of leading is to really gather the best advisors around you who know more than you do and, you know, can grow a company or in this case, in the relationship to really to get curious, to ask the questions, to, you know, bring the family or the, the partnership together. So I think what it's really about is that men actually have more options now. Oh, that's a and really great that, point. 
Yeah, I mm-hmm. really like that point. So, you know, I read one of your statements that connections and relationships will become more relaxed, passionate, and meaningful when you cultivate your true power and confidence. Mm-hmm. So how does confidence affect sex? Improve sex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I actually, as we're going into confidence, I don't believe that confidence is, well, now I know exactly what to do in every situation. Um, You know, I know the right thing to do. Confidence to me is your ability to know that you can roll with whatever comes up, right? And that you're going to be human. So this Mm -hmm. is never about being perfect. But, oh, you know, a woman starts crying. Okay, I can actually be with this and be with her and see what's here. Or I've had some of the most amazing sexual experiences of my life when I've been in some of those deeper emotional places and a man has stayed with me and stayed in the sexual encounter, but also the emotions were welcome, right? So I do think sex gets better the more confidence a man feels, but it's not the confidence of, I know the right positions and the right way to right. move my hands and the right way to move my body. It's, it's oh, whatever arises can be a doorway for more intimacy and connection when I'm not uncomfortable with the discomfort. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. 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 All right, so I have a personal question for you. So, you know, you've interacted and coached over a thousand men over the last 15 years. So you must must have learned so much about the male point of view towards sex. How Mm -hmm. How has interacting with all those people changed your attitude towards sex and your sex life? That's a great question. I mean, I think one of the things that feels, I feel so grateful about is that I have gotten to see inside the minds and hearts of so many men. And so as I, you know, as I'm dating, right, I'm, I'm divorced and in my 40s. And so as I'm dating, I really get to see that anytime I think a man has it all together or he's, you know, this super confident guy that I'm going to feel intimidated by, I actually know that under the surface, he's got his own fears and his own hangups and his own embarrassments and all of that. And so I think for me, what's happened is that I get to feel or I've, I've become more comfortable being vulnerable first, you know, and, and really saying, okay, here's what I'm scared of. And here's where we can actually be vulnerable and intimate together um, which has created a, like much, much more range of sexual experiences. Um, so you kind of allow him to let his hair down or take off his mask by you initiating your vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, yeah. this is a safe place. Maybe I can let that out. And then you have a better connection. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I would say I do it by exactly like you just said. And then I also invite his vulnerability. And so... You know, if he seems like, all right, I'm calm, cool, I got it together, but my instinct or my intuition is saying, there's something else going on here, you know, I'll really invite that. Or, or I might say, wow, you just you just mentioned something about your kid, and if I were you, I might feel really scared or upset about that, but you said it, you know, 
so calm and cool. Are you sure? Like, is there is there anything else going on there? And getting to have, like I said, that vulnerability together has really made my sex life hotter and hotter. Wow, Yay, that's Shana. really good. So I think it's time for some <laughs> real advice. Um, we okay. haven't gotten real advice yet. <laughs> I oh try not to give God, advice. This is one of our best goes. shows yet. How about some final advice? All right, this final is probably, advice. probably what I meant to say. So what would you say would be the top two things that a man should do tonight or even this weekend if he wants to revamp his sex life with his partner, with a partner that he desires, that he wants to be with? All right, what could a man do if he really wants to revamp his sex life? Well, one I would say is to get clear what is exciting for you? What is hot for you? What would be meaningful for you, right? Because sex isn't always about the heat and the spark and the the hotness. Sometimes it's about a really deep kind of connection and intimacy. So the first part I would say would be getting clear. What do I actually want? And then the second part I would say would be to gather the courage and actually start to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Even if the conversation is, honey, I realize we haven't talked about sex in a really long time or we haven't talked about sex ever. And I've started to think about more of what I want and I actually really want to know what you want are you open to having that conversation right or when is a good time to have that conversation so you can have this conversation in in steps it doesn't have to all happen immediately and in fact if you're new to this if you try to happen to have it all immediately you know that can blow up in your face so and to maybe starting practice, the conversation maybe practice yeah. and rehearse in front of the mirror to see how how to get that out. I think the hardest thing is that initiating that conversation, I think is the hardest step. And if they can get that out, the first word is, I'd like to talk about sex. I'd like to do this. Is it something that we can do together? That's just the hardest step to take. And if you can practice and get it out, maybe that's the first step. Yeah. And even saying something like, I feel awkward saying this, or I feel you know, a little nervous bringing this up or whatever that is, you know, that can be, that can make it easier. Yeah, absolutely. And the other point that we can also bring up is let's put some time aside for us and talk about some of those things that we haven't spoken about because one thing that couples don't do today is find that balance between family, work, relationships, and sex, which is so critical to relationships. So you actually have to carve that time out of your day, out of your week Mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah, it's really a challenge these days with everybody being so busy. But right, if you don't plan it, if you don't dedicate, you know, commit to it, it's not going to happen. And put away the electronics. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Do a two hour, no electronics, shut them off, put them away. Unless it's your wee vibe. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I'm just charging up a whole bunch of them. We're having a little... um, Session, session testing <laughs> session tonight with uh, some, a, some sex a, a toys. toy party coming up. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, Shana, thank you so much for an amazing show. We probably could have gone on for hours and hours. We reserve the right to invite you back. And mm, I think great. that um, we have a little session with you on your podcast coming up. Yes, I'm excited for that. We are very excited. We'll tell all our listeners once it's up on your site as well. So why don't you take a minute to tell everybody how they can reach out to you on your website and social media? Yeah, the best way to find me is to go to shanajamescoaching.com and Shana is S-H-A-N-A. And for men on the site, I have a report about the number one skill 
that men who have both professional success and a passionate love life use every day. Um, and there's a lot of information on there. There's other podcasts on there. So definitely check it out. And, you know, if you're a woman, women find a lot of value in checking, you know, out my site and what's there as well and listening to the podcasts. And I also do sometimes work with women who, you know, are struggling in their connections with men. So you can feel free to reach out to me through my website. And they can find your Facebook connection probably on your website too, right? Yeah, okay, exactly. exactly. Beautiful. Okay, hang on a sec. Um, we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic sex bird guests like Shana James. And we hope you do too. And remember, great sex matters. And you deserve it. We encourage every couple to make a point of learning more about sex and sexuality and all the different ways to spice up your sex life. To find out more, you can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com radio show guest page and see all our amazing sex bird guests. You can click on their link and contact them. Them if you need more advice. Well, that's it for our show today. Shana, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This was fun. It was absolutely fantastic. Just remember, Shana James is from Man Alive podcast. And we'd like to thank everybody. We've hit 325,000 listeners in 65 countries for listening Ooh, and continuing to listen to our show. Thank you. And remember to sign up on SDC.com if you're looking for an open-minded con- online community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. You can use our promo code 30314 for the first month free. Check it out. And, you know, we have some big trips coming up. At at, the, go ahead. Yeah, at the end of June, we're going to be heading off to Europe. The first stop is Barcelona, and we're going to be at the Oops Club on Saturday, June 30th. If anybody's out there listening and wants to meet us there, that's where we're going to be. And then from Oops in Barcelona, <laughs> we're going to the Naked City Cap Dag with our friends from SDC from July 2nd to 10th. It's going to be an amazing lifestyle experience. We're going to be there for 10 days, so come visit us. We can't wait. And at the end of July, we'll be back in Nolens for as the reigning queen and king. We're going to be getting naughty in Naughty in Nolens, July 25 to 29. Like I said, leading that amazing parade down Bourbon Street. And uh, let's mention that we're also going to be on the SDC cruise to Cuba December 4th to 11th. That's 2018. Yeah, this year already. Okay, great. So for more information about these trips or anything else, visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, or send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle when we're going to be chatting with the amazing Amy and April from Shameless Sex Podcast. We are Carol and David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 